0: Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Practicing race day fueling starting now. We all know fueling is an important part of running. Many people find this topic very confusing and we are going to shed some light for beginners. Everyone's body is different. I know I struggled with this a lot. It can almost feel like you are fighting your body at times when you're trying to come up with the perfect fueling strategy for your race. I promise you that practice makes this perfect and your body is totally trainable. You can really transform how your body processes fuel and water when you are running. Um, So I have with me today Jason Phillippe, who is the head cross-country and track coach at the University of Wisconsin-River Falls. Uh, They don't really do a lot of fueling during their run there, but he is also a coach here at Run for PR, so he helps a lot of marathoners, half marathoners, and he himself has ran several marathons, including the Boston Marathon. Um, so he has definitely had a lot of experience personally with fueling and also coaching his athletes uh, to perfect their fuel plan. We also have a registered dietitian, and I have done a podcast with her in the past. If you go back. Um, one of the first episodes we did was with her, and she kind of discussed, you know, what you need to eat pre-race and, you know, breakfast and fueling during your training. Um, we'll also kind of link up to an, an article that we have on our website so you can read a little bit more because there is just so much information here to uncover. Um, so, Jason, I guess we would like to kind of kick things off with. What is your experience with fueling during a marathon? Have you ever used no fuel during a marathon? And how have you perfected your own personal fueling um, over the course of the years that you've been marathoning?
1: Yeah, so I think I've done maybe nine nine or ten marathons now. And I have probably only tried to race about half of them. The other ones I've just done for fun. And what I've noticed is like it doesn't really matter if you're racing or not, you still need to be fueling because your body is still out there for, you know, 3 hours or more and you're out there um expending energy and 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 even though your pace might be a little slower, your body still needs to be refueled. Um and I've also ran in all different sorts of um temperatures and and conditions, so I know that that plays a huge factor. Um so you you want to make sure that you're you're kind of practicing for, you know, race day um race day fueling and in the similar conditions as well. So your body gets a chance to know, you know, like how much you should be taking in on certain days. Um, Cause you may not need as much if it's cooler versus if it's a hot day um, and that sort of thing.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that really, you know, explains a lot about your personal fueling. Um, for me, you know, when I started marathoning I, what I did then versus what I do now is just very different. Um, you know, when I first started, I would just take whatever was on the course. I did not practice with fuel during my long runs. Um, and it was just kind of like, you know, I think I'm supposed to eat something at some point during this race because that's what everyone's telling me I have to do. Um, I didn't feel a lot of confidence in what I was doing and, you know, you know, as I continued marathoning, I actually, it was like, this is dumb. I don't need to do this at all. So I just completely cut out all fuel. Um, and I, I went to just, you know, having Gatorade and water and that, uh, had its own repercussions because it just was not enough fuel to get you through 26.2 miles, especially if you are racing. Uh, so then, you know, I kind of transitioned back into, I got to find a fueling strategy that actually works for me. Um, and often, you know, we, we talk with a lot of runners as a part of our job. I have heard several people say that they do not eat breakfast, which is the most alarming for me. I think that's just where we have to start. You know, everyone knows you have to like kind of carbo load right before your long run or before your. Your, uh, your big race, right? So the idea is to have a nice solid dinner the night before, something that you're used to, something that's low in, um, you know, high fit or fat content. So you don't want like a big juicy burger, right? You just want something, you know, chicken, rice, potatoes, whatever, something just very easy on your digestive system. And you don't want to have a lot of fiber, right? Because having too much fiber the night before a long run can lead to digestive issues. And again, this is going to vary on a case by case basis. Some people, can get away with having a lot of vegetables the night before a lot of fiber and it's not going to impact them but if you're someone who has a lot of bathroom issues by nature i think it's very important to have a food journal and figure out what is causing them uh, because it is something in your diet most likely and it's just really important to get to that root cause Because I'm sure you don't have these bathroom issues every day, so it's important to figure out kind of what you were eating leading up to the bathroom issues versus what you eat leading up to a run where you don't have bathroom issues. So keeping a food journal of what you ate the night before is really, you know, that first piece. I think the next piece, you know, you wake up the next morning, it is so critical to be able to eat before you go run. And so, Jason, have you ever had someone that said they couldn't eat before they run? Or how do you like convince someone and get them to eat breakfast and see the benefits um, so that they can actually run to their potential?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have. It's, I've had uh, athletes both, you know, at the high school, college level, but then also, you know, adult athletes who I think by the time you're running a half or a full you've kind of learned to eat breakfast in the morning at least but I've had people that run shorter races and they and they don't and so I always try to just um you know equate the the idea of like trying to get to work on an empty gas tank like you're not going to get far at all in your car so you need to put some fuel in the tank and it's kind of the same thing as you approach a race um you have to eat something so eating something that sits well but making sure it's not just like a banana and that's it. Like you need more calories than just you know fifty or hundred calories. You need at least probably three hundred calories breakfast minimum, depending on the length of your race. But um, you know eating is going to be um, very important, especially if you're getting ready for a big race like a half or a full, because your body's going to dip into those those um, depleted energy sources. And so I think it's so important that we're eating basically as much as we can at that point I know sometimes the nerves and everything going on race morning we don't feel like it because we're nervous and that's normal and our stomach's like what What are you doing and so but forcing yourself to eat and maybe just kind of be eating uh, throughout the morning as opposed to just sitting down and having like a big meal and that could be a way that you can sneak in more calories too um, it's just kind of like snacking maybe you start with a banana then you have some toast and then maybe you have a bar or something on the bus ride to the, the start line and so just kind of you know, eating throughout the morning, kind of like you would during the day Um, as runners, you know, we, we eat more than three meals. It's not like we can just survive off that. So we need to be snacking. And I think that nutrition really plays a huge role um, in feeling, you know, feeling confident, but feeling strong and, and being able to execute a proper race plan.
0: Right. Yeah. I've come into contact with so many people that refuse to eat breakfast. Um, They think, you know, it'll impact their run poorly. They're going to get, you know, bathroom issues, all the list goes on and on. So the biggest thing to remember is that you eating breakfast before your race, your digestive system doesn't work in a way where you eat something and then it uh, immediately comes out of you. So if you are eating something before your race, it's like not physiologically possible that that's going to be what comes out as your number two during the race. So we need to back it up and realize if you're having digestive issues, it's because of what you ate for dinner, right? So it's all about perfecting that dinner thing and keeping that log and understanding that's something that happened, you know, your digestive system, it takes some time to work its way down, right? Like all the different organs. So don't blame bathroom issues morning of a race or, you know, during a race or during a long run on your breakfast, right? So that's really important to have like a clear distinction there. If you're having bathroom issues, it's from your dinner. It's from something you ate the day before, Um, But some people also, they don't, I think maybe they're afraid that if they do eat breakfast, it causes them to go to the bathroom more because eating does jumpstart your digestive system. Um, As soon as you wake up in the morning, you eat, you know, food, you drink liquid, your body goes, oh, we're awake. And it will, it will send signals. Um, You will start to have to go. And I think bathroom problems and fueling are kind of two separate things. Um we we've done articles, we've done a few podcasts, you know, on bathroom issues, but it's just important to understand that getting all of it under control is is key and understanding that eating breakfast is not what is causing you to have to go to the bathroom. Um sometimes, you know, Jason, for example, you know, this is kind of going on a different path right now, but how many times do you go to the bathroom uh the day Like the morning of a race in order to feel safe that you're not going to have bathroom issues.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just keep in mind, this is probably years and years of, of being an endurance athlete and running in high school and college. My body, I think, just has learned now what to do automatically. So it's probably, I don't know, three to five times, you know, going number two. But, you know, what I was thinking about was thinking... If, if you're a person that doesn't like to eat in the morning, it's probably because you're not familiar and comfortable with it. So you need to train that way a little bit and force yourself to eat a little something. And then when you start having positive workouts, you'll start to see like, okay, this can actually help me. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing with your bowel movements and your bathroom, um, habits and all that is they need to, they need to be, uh, you need to be practicing like you're like you are for a race, like before a workout or a run in the morning, I'm probably going at least two or three times every before every run. Um,
0: Right. And I think that's just really important to be open and honest with. If you're not emptying the tank enough before you run, you're probably going to have digestive issues. And I know that because I too am a runner, right? And I, I understand like how many times you have to go in order to not have issues during a run. And sometimes, you know, it's just it's just simply not enough to go once. And I think the biggest thing here is understanding where the issue stems from. So, you know, don't blame it on breakfast. It, it could be a different problem altogether going on. Um, and I think it's just important to understand that there is a lot of food that can be stored in your digestive tract. Uh, so it, it can be like, whoa, that's a lot to go to the bathroom, right? But really... Um, If you want to have your digestive system as empty as possible to avoid any of these issues going on, I think it's just important to give yourself enough time in the morning. Um, And this can all be part of your, you know, pre-race, pre-run ritual is allowing for enough time to go to the bathroom. Um, And then then there becomes less digestive issues in general because a lot of times what happens with people who have, you know, GI issues is they they aren't able to go before their run or go enough before their run and it causes um, you know some some GI distress and so that's usually what is ended up seeing. So we kind of went down a different path there for a while about going to the bathroom, but I feel like, you know, it's hand in hand. A lot of people feel that the, the fueling and going to the bathroom. Um, it, 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 it's a stress for a lot of runners. And I know for me personally, it's very stressful having to, you know, be put on the spot, you know, having to go to the bathroom before your race. And that, that's just part of being able to, you know, have your, your race plan in the morning and it gives you enough time to do all the things but having you know a breakfast in the morning can help with that digestive and it can help kickstart the process um, of you know emptying the tank. But like you were saying, if you're not someone who's used to eating breakfast at all, so if you're someone who's like, I can eat breakfast before a run, it's really important to start small. So look at what you are doing. If you're doing absolutely nothing right now, maybe that just means you're going to have a little bit of like of goo or like a teeny bit of banana before your run just to prove to yourself that like, yes, I can eat something before my run, right? We're not going to go and say, yeah, eat like two pieces of toast and a banana. No, like it's starting with something so small. So whatever is something that you stomach very easily, that is something that you're going to start with. So if you're someone who just loves toast, like maybe you're going to have a fourth of a slice of toast and just slowly, gradually get your stomach used to. Food because if you're not ever used to running with anything in your stomach, it's going to feel weird and it's going to take your body some time to adjust. But once it does adjust, you're actually going to be able to run better because you're fueling your body for the event ahead. Um, If you're not fueling during uh, or before a run that is going to take you over 90 minutes to two hours, you are not going to be able to perform to your potential. Um, you know The biggest reason that people DNF ultramarathons is because they don't have the fueling down. So it's, it's really important to listen to this and kind of take it to heart because you have to be a fueling for what you're asking your body to do. Um, two hours of exercise, over two hours of exercise, and it is an extreme um, stress on the body and it has to be fueled properly to be able to do that. So the first thing that we're gonna do is have that breakfast in the morning, um, slowly build on that. So, you know, your pre-race breakfast may look very different than what you eat before a long training run. And that is because, you know, sometimes before training runs, we just simply do not have enough time to have A big enough breakfast and have time to digest that so that that comes another problem um so how how long before you go out on a run should you be having your breakfast like how much time do you need to digest it does it vary from person to person
1: yeah it's a good question um this is really going to depend on your experience with eating before runs um it could even vary for you based on if it's just an easy run versus like a workout or a race you may find that you need more time if it's before like a big race um for me, it's kind of like I've I've learned to just – I can eat basically an hour before um, and be fine. So really any time from when I wake up until an hour before the race, I'd be okay. I like to eat, though, you know, within the first 30 minutes of when I wake up just because um, that's just what my routine is. But depending on what time the race is at, you know, like Boston, for example um, – you know, you don't start till 10, 1030, something like that. And so you're going to need to eat basically a second breakfast. So it really will depend on um, what time you're going to actually get out the door and start running. But I like to have at least an hour. Most people are going to look for two hours, I'd say, as a good starting point, just to allow your body a chance to start to digest that and to go to the bathroom again, at least once or twice before you have to head out the door.
0: Right. I think those are all really good rules for breakfast, you know, at least one hour before allowing a little bit of time for digestion. If you're someone who hasn't been eating big breakfasts and all that stuff, slowly try to increase that because the more fuel and the better quality that you can get before, you know, you go out on your run, that's going to be better. So over time, just, just making sure you're getting to the point of like a quality meal before Um, a long run and that is not to say that before every single long run you have to eat you have to practice this fueling. definitely not but you want to feel comfortable enough and it has to be probably at least twice a month where you're going through the motions of what you're going to do on race day so that your body is very familiar with it and comfortable doing this Um, I know for me during the work week it's a lot harder to get like a full breakfast in before a run so it's like maybe you just have a little bit of like a half a piece of toast or something and then head out the door you don't even really necessarily Need to technically fuel and have a breakfast if you're going out on a run that's you know less than 60 minutes. So I wouldn't stress like you have to eat breakfast every time before a run, but just a, making sure that your body does know how to handle that um, is is kind of step one, and that's something that's really important to focus on now. Um, now that we're you know at the beginning of training, rather than panic, you know during your taper, oh my gosh, I have never eaten before a run. You these are things you want to start now so that you know when the fall comes around, it's just second nature and it's something that's going to really be easy for you on race day. Uh, So the biggest reason that it's important to, you know, fuel during your run is is a, is is a little bit of a different concept here. A lot of people are like, why do I even need to fuel, right? So our body only stores two hours of glycogen that's easy to convert. So when you're doing these endurance events, you know, if your half marathon time is over two hours, if your marathon time is over two hours, so like every single person running a marathon, right? Um, your body is going to eventually dip out of glycogen. It's going to not have enough stored on hand in your body. So every athlete is going to respond differently to what happens um, when you reach that glycogen displeted state. Uh, So a lot of people will refer to this in the marathon as hitting the quote-unquote wall. So that's that's what you really want to avoid happening because if you run out of glycogen, it's basically like running out of fuel, like running out of gas on the highway. Um, So I know some people, they're like, well, I don't, I don't want to start fueling early. So when is the earliest that you during a race should start fueling? Um, and why is that?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, as early as possible, usually probably around mile five, cause by, it depends on the distance we're talking. If you're doing if you're talking about a marathon, I think around mile five or six is good. Cause by then you're settled in your pace, you know, you got out, you found your rhythm and, um, You want to get food in before, you know, you get past in the double-digit range just because you want to allow your body time to digest and absorb the nutrition at that point. So um, if you wait until your race is like almost halfway done, you know, your body's going to, let's say you take something at mile, I don't know, 12. Your body may not even get what it needs until mile 20, by then you've kind of already hit the wall. So I think it's really important to have something early. And then, so if we're talking about like goose, I know that that's a very common um, form and nutrition that they hand out at races. Um, and they'll probably, they'll probably have the first goose station around like seven or eight, I would say would, would be most, most appropriate. So you could wait till that point. I wouldn't wait any longer than that. But if you have your own, you could have one even earlier than that. Um, most people like to just take what they have because they know that it sits well with them and they practice with that same flavor. Like for me, I like those Huma, uh, gels with chia seeds. Cause I feel like they go down so much better than than the regular goo but i will take a goo in the later miles if i'm running out of my own fuel so i think that it's just it's important to take it every probably three to four miles it's kind of like the hydration thing when we talk about how often you should hydrate during your long runs you want to have something every like 30 minutes for sure um and maybe even sooner than that if you are prone to cramping
0: Right, I think that's all really good advice. Um, One thing I just wanted to chime in and say is, you know, for Jason, he said, he starts fueling around mile five or six. You know, and that's running, that's every, about every 30 to 40 minutes. So if you're, you know, someone who doesn't run as fast as Jason, that's, that's kind of the translation there. So you want to go based off time. So, you know, you want to take your first gel 30 to 45 minutes into a race. And by, when you take it at 30 minutes in, you're going to feel kind of silly, like it, you're not going to feel like you need it, right? Like it's going to be like, well, this isn't really necessary. But the thing is, if you wait until like mile 11, mile 13, when you feel like, oh, I kind of need a little pick me up right now your body may not actually be able to absorb the nutrition at that point. Um, so that's that's the problem with that. So towards the middle of the race, our body realizes like what is going on, right? Like it's like, "Whoa, we've been out here for a very long time," right? Like so you're 11 13 miles in, you're over 90 minutes into the race most likely, and your body is like, "Uh, yeah, guys, like we're working hard," right? So your your blood is going like to all of the places. It's going to um, the the muscles, right? Because your muscles are working very, very hard. And so what your body actually does is it takes um, blood from your digestive system and moves it outward towards your muscles, which is crazy, but it's just an evolutionary thing that happens. and your body realizes, okay, well, let's shut it down for a little bit, temporarily, this digestive system, because she's crazy right now and she's gonna be running for a while. So let's move the blood um, outwards. It's not to say it completely shuts down, but I mean, it will... It will um, get to a point where you're not digesting food that comes in. And so that's often why um, I have a lot of athletes that come to me and they're like, well, I always feel sick, you know, at the end of a race. They're like, I always feel like I can't hold anything down after a certain point. And that is usually as a result of your body did shut down digestive systems. At least it, it was in the pre stages of. Stopping, um, you know, preliminary, it's not like you're dying. So I don't want people to like freak out and say, oh my gosh. No, it's just just a small thing that happens and it just makes it harder to digest food because your blood is going everywhere else. And so as a result, you know, if you do drink something or eat something after your body is kind of slowed down your digestive... It's not going to be able to be absorbed as easily. And as a result, it might actually make you feel a little bit nauseous because your body's like, oh, I can't like digest this right now. Um, So it's really important. That's why you want to fuel at the beginning. Because if you start fueling, you know, 30, 45 minutes into the run, your digestive system is still, you know, working just as well. And it's going to start digesting that right away. And so what's going to happen is your body's going to use that for the fuel and it's going to go, oh, we just, we just got some sugar. We just got some carbs. Like, let's use that right now. Um, and then you're, you're kind of using that right away. So then later in the race, when your body um, can't digest anything, it's going to rely on your muscle storages. So it's better to use the food source in the beginning. That way, when you're in those later miles, when you can't even get anything down, your body is relying on the glycogen in your body, if that makes any sense. So that's why it's important to fuel early um, and to be able to allow your body to run on some of those outside sources in the early miles because you just don't really know what's going to happen in the later miles. And so you want to conserve as much of the glycogen storages within your own body as possible for when that happens in the later miles. Uh, so I guess that's, that's a big long explanation for that. Have you ever felt, you know, nauseous during a race? I know you're really good about fueling. Uh, but have you ever felt nauseous? Have you ever had someone else like refuse to take fuel halfway through a race because they just look like, Oh, they're gonna, you know, not feel so great.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've personally refused to take it. I know I haven't felt the greatest, but I've still forced myself to take it. But I have witnessed people who, um, you know, when if I'm spectating or whatever and, and they are struggling, I try to offer them goo or whatever. They just, they don't want it. Or even like right after the race, like you were saying, mm-hmm. your body hasn't had time to, you know, a lot of times we're not hungry yet for a couple of hours after yeah. a marathon. And we know we should be eating something pretty much right away if we can. Um, but sometimes, you know, you just, you can't fathom them having anything for hours. And I know that that's something you've experienced a little bit because we've gone out to eat after and you just haven't had much of an appetite, but, I think, for me, I mean, one of my biggest motivations of getting in this finish line the fastest was always getting, getting the chocolate milk and the hot soup and just everything that they offer. And I'm just trying to get it all down as quickly as possible. But I know for some people, it's it takes time. And I think that a lot of that is just, again, it's just the experiences and just getting your body to feel comfortable with, with having the the different types of food, um, you know, before, during, and after, you know, immediate hard efforts like that. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just really funny to hear different perspectives on this. So like we are very similar in ability level, like for our, you know, Gen. genders, but you know, we have a lot of the same experience. Like I have actually ran more marathons than you have, uh, but just naturally how our bodies um, react to the marathon distance with the digestive system and everything is so different. Um, I'm someone where it's like, I do morning of the race. I have to force myself to eat. I'm so nervous. Um, I don't have like the strongest stomach, right? I'm someone that's it, like, I know I need to eat. I know I'll feel better when I eat. Um, but like you said, when I get to the finish line, like, Looking at the food, you know, you could run 26.2 miles. It's noon. It's the middle of the day. Like, I haven't eaten anything. I just ran 26.2 miles. I am not hungry at all. Like, I just, it. the thought of food is repulsing. Um, but at the same time, I know, like... That's not good. I need to eat something. You know, I, I'm so depleted of nutrients. But it's just so interesting to hear that you, when you're running towards the finish line, you're thinking about food. And I think, you know, a lot of people listening, they either relate to one or the other. Like, there's really not an in-between. Like, there's either people who after race are, like, nauseous and they don't want to eat. Or they're not hungry for like a full day, and then there's people when they get to that finish line, they're like, "Give me it all, right?" Like, they're, they, it doesn't well, even we need matter. To do a
1: poll on the
0: Instagram. I seriously, I I want to do a poll. 100%. Yeah, we're gonna do a poll. I think on this. I, I would
1: guess more people are like you. I think it's probably like. Sixty-five to seventy percent. I don't know. Something's I bet. You like eating.
0: I feel like it's fifty-fifty. I feel like yeah. you know a lot of people they just want to eat a ton after they they run a marathon. But what's interesting about that is I do remember you after Chicago not being hungry and you had two beers in your hand. You couldn't even like you were just you said this is disgusting. Get them away from yeah. me. Um, so I think it just depends on like how your race is or like how like much you wanted to like push yourself during that race because I think like the more you push yourself because that was when you ran your PR the the worse you feel after um so like you've ran other marathons like with me and stuff where afterwards you're like oh my gosh I'm so hungry so it's like you didn't push yourself to like the whole like dipping all the way in and like having your digestive system start shut down so maybe that's why you you feel better and so It just really depends. And I think just varying from day to day, you know, some days are just different than others for whatever reasons. And, you know, I've finished some marathons where I do feel a little hungry. Other times I can't eat for like a day. Uh, So it's just, it just varies from person to person, race to race. And it's important to know that, you know, like anything's normal, right? So when I do get to the the finish line of a marathon, I do, you know, force myself to eat something because like I said, if you eat, it kickstarts. The digestive system. So it makes sure that you know, you're telling your body, I'm not starving you. Um, we're not going to die. Like we have food and, and then your body can slowly start to kind of calm down from the race and starts to uh, do your digestive system again. So it's really important to, to, to eat something right away when you finish, even if you don't feel like it, just nibbling on something small can actually help you feel better sooner. Um, Cause I know I felt nausea and stuff after uh, a long run or a race. And that's something that really helps me. So what are some of your tips for, you know, post-race and nutrition after a race or after a long run?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it would start with getting something in your body within 30 minutes, whether that's even just something super bland, um, or like a bar, you know, like whatever bars that you like to buy, nutrition bars, that's usually a good go-to just taking a couple of bites even, uh, before you go like get in the shower and before you go stretch out, um, sipping on something that is going to, you know, sounds like it's going to quench your thirst for you, whether that's even, um, Gatorade or like some sort of juice or chocolate milk is always good. But I think just initially having something like that for, you know, within that half hour, 45 minute window. And then once a couple hours trickle by, you may start to feel like you can eat more. And so that's where I would then just, um, have a full meal at that point. But, Again, I think, like you said, it's important just to get something. Even a few bites of something is better than nothing.
0: Yeah, I think it's just really important to remember, you know, starting small and building on whatever it is you're doing. So, you know, some days you're just... Not going to feel super hungry in the morning to eat your breakfast and it 's really easy to like fall back into your, your habits and to not step outside of your comfort zone to address you know the fueling thing right away because you know some people are like, well, it works for me and it 's like it might work for you now, but if you really want to reach your potential, um, the best way to do that is to make sure that you 're feeling your body appropriately and it 's like our bodies are capable of a lot, but if you really want to reach that next level and that potential, um, getting down a fueling plan is really going to take you there. So I think just starting small, like we talked about, you know, adding in a breakfast, um, keeping a food journal of the night before, making sure we're doing things with our digestive tract that that work well and that um, we're not uh, blaming digestive issues on our food and making sure like we understand that there's different options in our diet that we can control and make adjustments to to really optimize um, how we're gonna feel. And then starting with fueling during your dur- during your long runs is very important during training because we don't wanna be waiting till the last minute to kind of perfect our fueling plan. We wanna figure out what works for us starting now. And that might be a little bit of trial and error. Um, there is no like one go-to for everyone. Everyone's a little bit different. Um, that's a very common theme you're gonna see. So. Start off by going to the local running store or searching some things that you feel might be appetizing for you during a run. I know I have, you know, my favorites, and Jason has his. Um, Everyone just has different things that sound appealing to them. When you're running, a lot of food doesn't sound appealing, so just go with what sounds like it would taste good. You know, I've seen some of these like, like a salted caramel goo. I'm like, that just sounds disgusting to me personally, but to someone else, that's like their thing, right? Or I've seen. Uh, watermelon flavored goo or gel and it's like "Ah, I don't know if I would like that but someone else does but I'm someone who I like the vanilla and the mocha and that to some people they probably think that's so gross but I like it so you just finding out the flavors that sound appealing to you um, if there's ever anything you like crave when you're running maybe those are good starting points and then just narrowing it down Uh, some people really only like the honey stingers brand just because their bodies don't do well with refined sugar, whereas, you know, me, I can pretty much put anything <laughs> into my body and I don't have any sort of digestive issues with the sugar. So just going off of what you know is best for you, you're, you probably know if you're someone who doesn't um, do well with r- refined sugar or not. And just exploring your options and being open to that. So if you ever have any questions on your fueling, you can chat with our registered dietitian here. We um, have a dietitian who helps with fueling plans as well as, you know, meals during the week. If you ever have any questions with that and if you ever want to have a free seven-day trial of our training, you can visit our website at www.run4prs.co. Fill out the form on our website and we can get you started right away. So thanks for tuning in.